the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Welcome to tonight's Andrea K Show. It is Hump Day. <laughs> hump Day. <laughs> yes, indeedy. How we getting over the hump tonight, babies? Y'all may be able to hear it. I, I, I'm riding over the hump into what, what could be the cold that's been going around San Diego. Everybody got it but me, but let me tell y'all, it's going to take more than just a little tiny cold to take me down. I'm here with y'all all the way uh, for two hours tonight till 8 p.m. here on The Answer San Diego. If you miss any part of the show, don't forget to download the podcast wherever you get your pods. Email me at andreakshow.com, andreakshow.com. I do read all the emails I get. I try to respond to them all, and I try to read as many as I can out over the air, and I got a couple of good ones tonight to read to you guys. I got to give a shout out to my usual partner in crime, my partner. Uh, the one and only the yummy nutritional su- sidekick known as Sesame Broccolini. He's taken the night off, but he will be back joining me tomorrow. But have no fear, my dears, because the OG of the veggies is in the hizzle tonight. It is. Drum roll. Is that a- <laughs> <laughs> that was my attempt at a drum roll to introduce. He's back, babies. DJ Carrot Sticks. Hey, does anyone want Carrot Sticks? Get him out of here. That was a pretty bad drum roll. That was like the wi- <laughs> that was like the wish drum roll. But look out, Broccolini. Here comes something bigger. Carrot Sticks in the mix. <laughs> I, you know, I I don't. How do you do a drum roll? But okay, <laughs> yeah, there we go. No, 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 no. You almost sounded like you were doing bat- the theme of Batman. Carrot sticks. My brother used to wear me out with that theme of that dopey TV show. He loved it so much. That was the that was like the first version of Batman that a lot of us saw. Was Adam West? I didn't realize it was supposed to be campy. I just thought that was Batman. That makes it even funnier to me now. Yeah, I didn't get it, but that that really was good. You know, I watched the reruns of that. That was a good Batman. That I forget the name of the Joker, the guy who played the Joker, Caesar Romero. He was the best Joker, and I I think Jack Nicholson got a lot of his Joker from him. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, I really didn't even like the movie version with. Oh gosh, what was his name? Heath Ledger. No, I just mm-hmm. I didn't like that at all. I thought it was creepy and yeah. weird. I thought you know Cesar Romero was perfect because he had just that that uh, sassy. Um, it, there was no creepy, but he was he was bad. Yeah. He was naughty. He had the he clown. You know, Joker's a yes. clown guy, and he had that. You know, and he was mischievous. Yeah. No, he was the yes. best. So. He was absolutely the best. Um, you know what? That's a good question for you guys. And on, on email, who you know, what do you? How how do I put it? 
I mean, because with with those people that people that are really into the comic book characters, um, there's so many different versions that people like. I, for me, when I see something and it's like this is my, you know, I, I'm always about the OG. I'm always about the original version. I could have never gotten anybody, but Captain Kirk was it for me. I didn't want to see the bald dude. Okay, <laughs> I want to hear your guys' opinion. On Batman. There's only one Batman and Robin, which is why I really wasn't into the movie versions. But when it comes to the movie version, Michael Keaton was the only Batman for me. Yes. So, yes. So there's my thoughts on that. Uh, speaking of the Joker, uh, the the joke right now is on the Democrat Party after what the Colorado Supreme Court did yesterday. It was such, you don't have to be a comma JD. You don't have to be an attorney to understand what the overreach was in that case, that they criminalized speech, apart pieces of words and, and paragraphs and sentences from a president of the United States when he was at a rally, which is constitutionally protected, to peacefully protest, to peacefully assemble, which he did. It, the words that he spoke were protected under the First Amendment, and yet the Colorado Supreme Court yesterday criminalized his speech, basically shredded the U.S. Constitution. And while we had Ted Harvey on last night who said, look, this is going to work out for Trump in the end, um, I, I, it may work out for his candidacy in the end, but if we don't get a grip on what's happening with our courts, we're done as a nation. The implications of them criminalizing his speech and deciding to usurp the will of the people, to steal the election away from the people, cannot be understated. In fact, when you have people like Ty Cobb, who's a former White House official, a harsh critic, even if you don't know who Ty Cobb is, let me tell you, he is one of the harshest critics of Donald J. Trump. And here is what he had to say, former White House counsel uh, Ty Cobb on uh, the, the ruling yesterday by the Colorado State Supreme Court to disqualify Trump. And let me, in case you, you missed the story, uh, they ruled to disqualify Trump on the grounds that uh, according to the 14th Amendment, you can't uh, occupy an office if you have uh, if you have been involved in an insurrection. Well, first of all, the 14th Amendment doesn't even define what an insurrection is. Uh, January 6th was not an insurrection by anybody's definition except the Democrats who want to steal uh, elections away from MAGA voters. Even th the, and the court was made up of seven Democrat appointed ju justices and of the three who dissented, uh, they all were harsh in their dissensions. And one of which said, first of all, the, the Colorado state constitution does not provide a mechanism for them to to take jump people off the ballots. Another would take people off a ballot. Another of the Democrat justices said yesterday that um, you, how do you tell how do you state that somebody. How do you remove somebody from the ballot? I'm paraphrasing here, getting rid of the legalese. How do you re remove somebody from the ballot on the grounds that they're an insurrectionist when they have not even been taken to court and, and convicted of insurrection? So that being said, to give you the background, uh, I want to play what Ty Cobb had to say, because this will be going to the Supreme Court. Uh, carrot sticks. The president or the vice president are included as an officer or included within uh, the admonitions of the Constitution, they are typically highlighted, like in the impeachment clause, which specifically says president, oh. vice president. Um, so I think this case will be handled quickly. I think it could be 9-0 in the Supreme Court for Trump. Uh, 
Yeah. What he's referring to is is the fact that some people are saying today that the that that uh, the president's the office of the presidency and the vice presidency is not specifically mentioned in the 14th Amendment. I don't think that that necessary. And usually if there's something that's going to affect the president, the vice president, they're specifically mentioned uh, is what he's referring to there. But I think the most important point is that he's saying that this could even be a nine to O. The fact that Sotomayor and Kagan may actually side with the conservatives. Um, and, and you know what? But Ty Cobb isn't even the most surprising one today speaking out against the, the ruling from yesterday. I want you to hear from the OG of the swamp himself, former Attorney General Bill Barr, and what he had to say about the decision. Carrot Sticks? Former Attorney General Bill Barr. Thank you so much for being here, General Barr. Um, what's your initial reaction? Well, uh, as you know, I, I strongly oppose Donald Trump for the Republican nomination. But uh, I think that this case is, is legally wrong and untenable. Uh, and I think this kind of action of stretching the law, taking these hyper-aggressive positions to try to uh, knock Trump out of the race uh, are counterproductive. They backfire. As you know, uh, he he uh, feeds on grievance, just like a fire feeds on oxygen. And this is going to end up as a grievance that helps him. So uh, I wanted to play the full clip because in the, it, it, what I find interesting here is that you can tell he's miserable <laughs> having to state that this case is legally wrong and untenable. And he's even more miserable that it's not going to work and take Trump out. Honestly, he spends more time talking about the fact how this is going to hurt President Trump. I mean, help President Trump in the long run than he is talking about how this case is legally wrong and untenable. But the fact remains is that it is. Will this help Donald Trump in the long run? Well, first of all, it's got to it's got to be ruled on by the Supreme Court. and That's not going to take place until January. But the bigger picture of what this means, not just for President Trump, but for all Americans, because if the Colorado State Supreme Court, if four justices there are willing to completely shred the U.S. Constitution, when it comes to this is the greatest attack on free speech that I've ever seen in the United States of America. This should shock the conscience of every American that they would do this because there is nothing that they won't do to you as an American citizen. That should be your takeaway today. And that's why, even though it kills Bill Barr to say it, even though it kills Ty Cobb to say it, it's legally wrong and untenable and it needs to be overturned. They, I wish they had gone as far as Alan Dershowitz and what he had to say, because this is absolutely scandalous. I want to finish it, but w- when we come back from the break, we're going to bring in uh, Kathy Barnett, who's advisor and advisor on the Vivek Ramaswamy campaign to talk about uh, Trump's political candidates and where they stand. Um, but I want to wrap up this segment with famed attorney, Democrat attorney Alan Dershowitz and what he had to say about the case. This will throw the entire system of electing president that we've now established for over 200 years into disarray. It's, it's a scandal. It's a shame. The justices who wrote this decision ought to be ashamed of themselves. It's a purely partisan ploy. And the Supreme Court ought to take this up as soon as possible and get us back to the business of electing mm-hmm. presidents based on what the people want, not what partisans want and what they can get partisan judges to enact. 
Absolutely. We need to get back to uh, not not just how we handle presidential elections. We need to get back to the United States of America being a constitutional republic. But speaking of the presidential elections, there is a race that continues on. And the responses by uh, Donald Trump's Republican primary opponents has been rather interesting. And Kathy Barnett from the Vivek Ramaswamy campaign will join us on the other side of the break to talk about Vivek's response to this, which was bold as expected. Stay tuned. You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea Kay on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay show. You know who else tells it like it is? Who y'all know it's that Vivek Ramaswamy. Have we not been enjoying him at these debates? <laughs> I also loved him at the America Fest uh, event that just took place in Arizona. I didn't get to attend, but uh, he had some words uh, for a certain uh, CNN host, I think it was. Uh, Look, he's been incredibly bold in calling out the Republican Party and in what needs to, and particularly when it comes to the deep state, when it comes to Jan 6, he was the only one. And he even said recently at the last debate, he said, why am I the only one? up here saying that Jan 6 was an inside job. Why am I the only one up here talking about the deep state and the weaponization of the government? Uh, and, and that has just really, you know, gotten not just sparked my ears and gotten my attention, um, but the more I hear from him, uh, the more I expect continued brashness, boldness, fierce courage to stand up for what's right and, and, and oppose anybody and everybody who is in the way of restoring this country. And so it came as no surprise to me when I heard after this Colorado uh, Supreme Court ruling yesterday that uh, Vivek Ramaswamy uh, said that he will withdraw from the Colorado primary ballot after Trump was disqualified. Bold move indeed. Uh, Did the other of the Republican presidential primary candidates follow suit? Well, joining me now to discuss is Kathy Barnett. She is a grassroots director and advisor to the Vivek Ramaswamy presidential campaign. You're familiar with Kathy. She's a veteran, former adjunct professor of corporate finance, a conservative political commentator and author. Uh, Her first book was Nothing to Lose, Everything to Gain, Being Black and Conservative in America. She also ran for office in uh, the state of Pennsylvania, which was absolutely grueling and actually made a very, very good showing there. And she joins me now to discuss. Hello, Kathy Barnett. Welcome to the Andrea K show. Thank you so much for having me. So let's talk about, you know, before the before the break and before I brought you on, I was playing clips from different um, brilliant, considered brilliant legal minds out there, one of which was Alan Dershowitz, who talked about what a scandal this was of what they did, usurping the, the will of, of the American people by just completely yanking their votes away. Um, Bill Barr said that this was completely, this was untenable. Uh, Ty Cobb said it should be overruled nine to 11, nine, nine to zero in the Supreme Court. This is such a scandal that, of course, Vivek Ramaswamy decided that he would withdraw from the from the, the primary um, in, in Colorado because he's just that guy, isn't he? Absolutely. Right. And, you know, and we can talk about the legal minds, very brilliant legal minds who have come out and said this is an upending of our U.S. Constitution. But 
I specifically spend the over, overwhelming majority of my time with the people. I'm the National Grassroots Director for Vivate. That's exactly how I ran my race in the state of Pennsylvania, grassroots, talking to the people. And guess what? We know it's a travesty as well. We know we don't have to have a scholarly mind on this or train in the, in the Constitution to know that this stinks from high heaven. Mm-hmm. You know, for them, for, for, for these Colorado uh, justices or judges to equate a speech with rebellion, a yes. speech given by Donald Trump is not the same as rebellion. And for all that the left talks about, about how they love black people and how they want to do everything they can for black people, and for them to use a section in the Constitution that is a direct result of Confederates, white men and women who were primarily men who wanted, who lost the Civil War, and now to prevent them from actually being able to take positions at state and federal level, our our, uh, leaders at that particular time, they came up with Section 3 of the 14th Amendment to bar those particular Confederate officers and leaders uh, who who took an Mm -hmm. oath to the Constitution and then engaged in the Civil War uh, uh, on the Confederate side. And so now to use that against Donald Trump is really a slap in the face of actual history of what of what this particular session section was intended to do and how it was intended to protect black people and overall what the nation had gone through during that period of civil war. Yeah, it's absolutely despicable. And I'm glad you gave that history here because we're not teaching that in our schools. Uh, the imagine, the average American, uh, you know, was happy to see, for example, the reconciliation statue be taken down, which was, which was put up in 1914 as a way for us to reconcile and find peace with each other. Uh, this is, they certainly don't want somebody like, uh, a President Trump or, or anybody else who might go to Washington and disrupt, uh, the uniparty establishment system that is dividing us in in order to amass centralized power in D.C. against the people. I have been incredibly disappointed with the other uh, presidential candidates. Uh, Carrot Sticks, I'm, I'm not sure if we have the clip of Ron DeSantis. It might be on page mm-hmm. two of the stack. And what he was asked today, if he was going to pull out of the state of Colorado, do we have that clip? If you could play that for And real me. quick, fellow GOP 2024 presidential candidate Vivek Ramaswamy saying he will remove himself from the Colorado ballot unless Trump's eligibility is restored. Would you do the same? No, I think that's just playing into the left. Um, I think the case will get overturned by the Supreme Court. But I've qualified for all the ballots. I'm competing in all the states. And I'm going to accumulate the delegates necessary. That's the whole name of the game in this situation. But I do anticipate that that decision was political and will get reversed. Kathy Barnett, I could not be more disappointed in that. Yeah. Uh, Talk about playing a game. Yep. Talk. He's he's playing a game and the game is going to have us all end up being all losing in the end because we're going to lose our country if this kind of tyranny continues. Uh, You know, he's basically saying Vivek is is playing into the hands of the left. Your response. Yeah, a game, right? Like that's what he called it. You know, like that's the name of the game is just to go and collect as many delegates as you can. So they are giddy and excited when Donald Trump gets removed from the ballot. And listen, I mean, I am working for Vivek Ramaswamy. We are expecting to 
to uh, to to pull, <laughs> to, you know, to to really do well in Iowa and to go on and do well in this entire thing. But this is not the way. Uh, allowing a few who consider themselves to be elite to decide for the rest of us who we will and will not have as leaders, that's not the way this thing is supposed to be done here and in, in, in the United States. And so this is not the way, but you can see the name of the game for Don, uh, for Ron DeSantis and Nikki Haley and Chris Christie is just to get as many delegates as they possibly can. And you say we're about to lose our country. I'm here to give a newsflash. We've actually lost many mm -hmm. aspects of our country already. And only God knows if we will ever be able to get those particular things back. We cannot wait for the U.S. Supreme Court to do for us what we, Republican Party, can do for ourselves. They need to take the pledge and be real serious about it, because I've always said Democrats cannot do half the stuff they're doing if Republicans weren't complicit. It's the That's fact right. that Republicans are complicit and think this is the game that is to be played and not taking these people at their words. When they said they want to fundamentally change this country, they meant it. They want to fundamentally destroy this nation and they are dismantling our country one step at a time. And it is time for Republicans to stop being a party of losers, to get a spine, to stand up straight, and to follow the lead of the bait. And that is to remove yourself from the ballot until Donald Trump is returned, uh, until his eligibility is returned. We should not have to kick this ball down the road and wait for the Supreme Court to do what we have within our own grasp to do if we only had a brain and could find the heart and courage to do it. Absolutely. Because the idea of sitting back and waiting for the courts just continues to support and enable the notion that these dictators in robes, whether it's at a, at a local level, a state level, or it, at the Supreme Court level, that it's just enabling the notion that they get to control aspects of our lives when the power is supposed to be with the individual. And that's why I love this move that Vivek made, because it shows we actually have the power. Instead of sitting back and allowing the power to be taken from us, take it back. And this is a way to take it back. I'm glad that the Colorado Republican Party said today, I think they made a statement today, yeah. something along the lines okay. of that they plan, they're planning to withdraw from the state's primary election and move to a caucus system if the ruling against former Trump, uh, uh, President Trump stands. Uh, this is this is what we've got to do. We've got we've got to take the power back ourselves and everything that Ron DeSantis and everything that Nikki Haley and Chris Christie are about is about establishment. It's about the institute Institutions having the power, uh, having the power against the people, and that's the problem that we're facing right now. That the they and 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 actually, even though I support President Trump, Kathy Barnett, I said I wanted him because I believe in the marketplace of ideas. I think that iron sharpens iron. I think that it will force President Trump to have to address some of the mistakes that he made because he's human and he faced two opposition parties when he went to D.C. And I think that Vivek has proven me right in that, as well as Christie and DeSantis and Nikki Haley. Because every time I see a debate between these guys, um, Vivek highlights them in a way and then the way they respond to him, it, it just proves exactly why we need to have 
uh, exposure and transparency and daylight on our party and who represents our party. And everything I'm seeing from Nikki Haley, and by the way, there's this big push for Nikki Haley to be VP right now by the establishment because they see that she doesn't have the support and is not going to get it. And I'm I'm in that I'm in the Tucker Carlson campaign uh, where if if, if that if it becomes a Trump Nikki Haley. A ticket. I'm not only not going to vote for it, I'm going to campaign hard against it because Nikki Haley is about the worst thing that could happen for this country next to Joe Biden. Am I wrong? No, I think you're absolutely right about Nikki Haley. When the mate called her Dick Cheney in heels, he was not oh, lying. Yeah. I mean, the more we learn, <laughs> the more we learn about this woman, the more I'm beginning to think she is Hillary Clinton 2.0. The last thing we want mm-hmm. to do is give someone like that power. But listen, Vivek has done so much for our party. I mean, he mm-hmm. he is he's doing exactly what Donald Trump did in twenty sixteen. He is breathing life uh into our party. But but unlike Donald Trump and and unlike any other person I have seen in the Republican Party, Vivek is actually casting a vision, a very clear vision. He's not only griping about where we find ourselves today, and Lord knows there's a lot of things to gripe about right now, but he's also casting a very clear vision of where we need to be, where we're headed. And I think that that is what uh, so many people, especially young people, uh, are gravitating towards Vivek with, is that he is he's reminding us of who we are. He's giving us hope and purpose. And I think that is very, very clear. And although, you know, listen, I'm the big, I was, no one is going to be able to out-Trump me. I'm the Trumpiest of Trumpers. And yet, right now, I am campaigning for Vivek. Why? I thank Donald Trump for what he did. I thank him for rolling over the log and showing us just how despicable the swamp really is. And I mm-hmm. thank him for carrying the ball as far as he has carried it. But now I think it's time for a new generation of Americans to pick that ball up and carry it as far as we can carry it until the next generation picks the ball up and continues to run it until the next generation do the same thing. It is time to turn this page because we are, we're we're not about to lose it. We have actually lost many aspects of our country. And this thing does not seem like there's any break anytime soon. And then you have a uniparty that is just playing right into the hand of what Democrats are doing. It's not just Democrats. These are just late. These labels are nothing more than distractions. And if we can yes. get beyond titles like Democrats, Republicans, black, white, gay, straight up, down, and recognize that they're using those particular labels just to distract us. Either you are for this country and you want what is good for this country. And it doesn't take a rocket scientist to know what we need to do. We need to secure our border. The base was the first mm-hmm. and only that I'm aware of who has said he will begin to shut down the Department of Education on day one, shut yes. down the FBI, shut down the IRS, put our military on our border and not send another dollar over to Ukraine. We should not be walking into World War III and nobody's Mm -hmm. even allowed to talk about it. These are the kinds of things and the stamina and the energy and the backbone and the type of leadership that I believe we will, we will, we, we find in Vivek and will absolutely have an office. Well, Kathy Barnett, I appreciate you so much being here tonight. And um, I just, it, I'm loving everything that I mean, right now, I think statistically Donald Trump is is going to end up uh, winning the primary. But I love that Vivek is in it. I love everything that that he is about. I think he is one of the most articulate 
um, you know, communicators. Republican. <laughs> we have everything. Yeah. Yes. I mean, absolutely incredible. And he's fearless. And the way that the way that, you know, he was treated in that CNN town hall, but it never ruffled his feathers as she just tried to talk over him. And he just he just basically, you know, he handled her uh, like um, (laughs) he handled her like that Camille Vasquez handled Amber Heard on this on the witness stand. It was something (laughs) to behold. It was unbelievable. Kathy Barnett, I hope you have a very Merry Christmas. Thank you again for being here. Yes. Merry Christmas. Thank you, my dear. All right, you guys, stay tuned. We've got more coming up on the Andrea K. Show right here on AM 1170, FM 96.1, and streaming all over the world. Andrea K. telling you like it is while eating a donut, too. It's the Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Did you care, Stacey? Have you done all your Christmas shopping? Yeah, I was good this year. I I had it done like two two weeks ago or more. You're such a little overachiever. And I just, I, I'm almost <laughs> done wrapping. You know, really? Yeah, this year. So my my nephew DJ he Aww. he always goes through the stuff so fast, and then he's like, "Is there anything more for me?" But the thing is that we normally do like gift bags and I love gift bags. Thank the Lord to the man or woman who ever invented the gift bag. Cause I'm not a good yeah. rapper. It Me takes neither. patience. Um, that's why I'm not a good baker as well. But so this year what I did was I got him a lot of little things. He likes Lego and, and, and baseball. So I got him baseball cards and Legos and stuff, but a lot of little things. And I wrapped each one of them tight as oh, can be. Wow. I used two things of tape. So He's going to have his hands full. That, and my mom goes, yeah, he's going to tear through it anyways. But I, I, that's my, I'm, I'm, my, it's my experiment this year to see if it takes him longer. So I love it. But I love it. Make him, make him earn those gifts. And to me, it's fun when you're like trying, you're excited and you're, you're, you don't know what's in it and you're trying to unwrap it. And it takes like, just builds the excitement. I think that's yeah. awesome. And are you, you know? are you done with all your shopping? No. No. <laughs> Yeah. Are you one of those last men? Do you give, do you ever give anybody scratchers? <laughs> you know what? I'm so behind in my shopping. I may have to pick up some scratchers. That's always <laughs> the best. At the, you know, you know, 7-Eleven's open 24 hours. So worst comes to worst, get those good old scratchers. Um, but you know, at some point in your life, it's, it, it becomes, you get more excited about giving the gifts than receiving mm-hmm. them. I don't, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I'm, I'm so, so ex- behind in my shopping right now. I'm so behind. And and it's too late to, like, try to do anything, you know, quick, like, order and have it. Del- it's too late. <laughs> the it's only other minimal. thing worse than scratchers is if you just print out something, like like uh, like a picture of what you're going to get them. Or it hasn't come in the mail and you just print it out on your black and white printer. Like, and you slip it before. in the car. It's coming. <laughs> it's just I don't know the shipping that took longer than expected or something. <laughs> Hopefully it won't come to that but yeah I got I got to get hustling. I got to get on it. Um so yeah I was just curious about it um cuz I I I'm kind of dreading it now because I've waited to the last minute and you don't know 
if it, you know, what's on the shelves, what's left. Someone's getting scratchers uh, this year. <laughs> somebody's getting scratchers. So, yeah, I shouldn't even be talking about it on the air because now somebody's going to know it was your idea. <laughs> um, question for you, because, you know, you're so busy. A lot of people don't know that Carrot Sticks has moved into management over yeah. at the radio station. And so I don't know that you have as much opportunity to catch up on the news, but did you hear of the Senate staffer that was having gay sex in the Senate? No, I did not. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 24 years old. He was Senator Ben Cardin's uh, staffer and he went, he was in, he, and he videotaped it. He videotaped Ugh. himself. Yeah. In a Senate hearing room and um, he ended up getting fired. Of course, he sent it. I guess there is a group where uh, gay men in D.C. videotape themselves having sex and upload it. Okay, that in and of itself is a problem. But he decides to go into the Senate room and have sex, um, which uh, Ben Cardin and and he was a staffer of Ben Cardin. And Ben Cardin had said after the Jan 6 uh, riots that uh, the halls of Congress are a quote sacred space, and this particular room is where Sotomayor had her uh, SCOTUS confirmation hearing. Um, it's where James Comey uh, had his committee hearings on uh, the Russian collusion hoax. Um, in fact, he was right at the spot where <laughs> where. Who was uh, Amy Klobuchar? You know, the Amy Klobuchar is the one who ate a salad with a fork with a comb one time. Amy yeah. Klobuchar had just recently been sitting there doing markups. Well, um, he ends up getting fired, of course. Well, you know, the left, uh, the perverted hypocrites that they are, are actually trying to act as though now he should be he should be in, in charged with a crime uh, for defiling the Senate office. Us in a room, uh, given what you know, when we've got a woman who was just arrested today who did nothing but walk into the Capitol on Jan 6 and walk out, she's being arrested and looking at years behind bars. This guy should be too, but instead, there's a story today that's come out um, where he is being compared by people on the left to Anne Frank. What? Yeah, say what. Yes. Uh huh. Yeah. Strange. This is this is abs- This is how despicable the left is. Uh, they well, said. I, I, w- uh, I wonder if his guests or whatever were they authorized to be there. Good question. Yeah. Who was? No, you know what? No, I, the, I. You're the only person who said that. Who? Who was? Because this dude was on the receiving end, and I'm not going to get any more graphic than that. Who else was involved? Who was the other person? Because he was being videotaped from behind. Because if, he, like you said, if that lady went to jail for being there when she wasn't supposed to, well, was this mm-hmm. was this person supposed to be there? Were they authorized to be in this? Good question. Place? Here's the defense today in this article: In a world built on hate, displays of love are inherently rebellious. Every second that Aiden and his partner made love in the halls of power, uh, every moment was pregnant with poignant, poignant meaning. And in a time when the LBGTQ community is under existential threat by white fragility feeling threatened, open displays of LBGT culture are necessarily brave. Wow. In some ways, Aiden's act mirrored that of Anne Frank, 
who dared to express her honest thoughts and feelings, even as she hid from rabid insurrectionist style death squads. Wow. Um, so there's so much disgusting and wrong here. Um, this man chose to have open sex. This is, this is, by the way, this is the LBGT community. This is what happens at pride parades that they take children to. Their idea of proper behavior is openly having sex in the streets, publicly and in front of children. This is their idea of community. This is their idea of courage. This is their idea of expressing love. This is my idea of depravity. And for them to try to compare him to a Holocaust victim who died in concentration camps at the hands of Nazis, that her hiding from Nazis and documenting it in a diary is the same thing as this pervert having anal sex in the halls of the Senate is absolutely one of the most despicable things I've ever heard in my entire life. Absolutely unbelievable. But this is the same, this is the same uh, Democrat party, though, that is pushing transgenderism on children and drag queens, uh, the same party that's having grown men in thongs gyrate in front of children as children put dollar bills in their in their thongs. This is this is where we're at. This is where we're at in this country. I'm glad you hadn't heard the story, my dude. Sorry. Oh, you had to hear and I'm it. glad you don't have a clip for me to play. <laughs> but he, he must have not really liked his job. Because he, he, anybody he that's ex- going to do that, you, I mean, you're you're you're, you're going to risk you're risking your job. Well, so. you know, they. But this is. I'm glad you mentioned that too, because this just shows the mentality that this is this is what they expect to be normalized in this country. Gay pride used to be about I'm no longer going to deny and pretend that I'm not homosexual. Now it's openly having sex in front of children in public. It's pedophilia. It's perversion. That's what this community is about. Now, not every gay person is is involved in this, but, you know, uh, just like not every Muslim wants to cut your, your throat off, um, but let's not deny that that's what this community is about. This is their words that I'm reading there. We're going to take a break. We come back. Disturbing story involving Chick-fil-A. We got to share with you guys when we come on back. Stay tuned. AK, dynamite in a dress, or just Andrea K, whatever you call her, she's on the answer, San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K show. So, my dude, do you watch the NFL anymore? No, no, not really. Just I, I, I don't have any really. I don't have a team. I don't have any skin in the game since uh, okay. Spanos. But I did watch. The second half, because I was leaving the station, and I turned on the the uh, Chargers Raiders game, mm-hmm. and it was forty two to zero. So I, I didn't believe it was real. So I, I turned it back. And, up. and, and did and the Chargers had forty two points. No, the Raiders did. Oh, and they ended, they ended <laughs> that up I scoring, believe <laughs> it was sixty three to twenty three or something like that. Oh, ow! And, and the week before, the Raiders scored zero against the Vikings. So. I, I, I hate wow. the Chargers so much and and Spanos so that every once in a while I watch to see, hoping the Chargers will lose. But, no, I don't mm-hmm. watch NFL too much anymore. 
Well, I, I haven't in years either. Y'all know I gave it up years ago. So then I see today so much so that I didn't even recognize the name Richard Mendenhall at first because it's been so long. I've like purged it out of my mind. Now I remember who he is. He was a running back uh, for um, the Steelers and he has come out and said that he wants, he thinks that there should be um, a, 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 a white versus black Pro Bowl. He says, he, I'm sick of average white guys commenting on football. Y'all not even good at football, he said. Can we please replace the Pro, Go, Pro Bowl with an all-black versus all-white bowl so these cats can stop trying to teach me who's good at football? I'm better than your goat. Is this dude even playing anymore? Did he not retire years ago? I, I think so. I don't uh, think he's I, playing anymore. He's not playing anymore. And and not to mention the fact that he didn't even retire a Steeler because, you know, he got trained back and eventually, you know, they're, they're little short dudes and eventually they their hips and their legs wear out and they get traded on to another team. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you know, I, not to get we don't have a whole lot of time left in the segment, but, you know, the, most of, of a lot of the white commentators are former NFL players, many of them, a lot of Super Bowl rings, and a lot of them are white. Am I wrong? Uh, you're right. Yeah. A um, whole lot of black players got Super Bowl rings because they were on teams with some amazing white dudes. Am I wrong? No, you're right. Yeah. And by the way, you can also be great at analyzing football, never even have them put on a uniform. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I say, I say, do an all black and all white. I'd really kind of like to see that. Well, the white team would have because really good the, kicking, and the white team would have really good throwing, wouldn't <laughs> it? The, the white team would have be all punters. Uh, <laughs> They'd be all punters and all quarterbacks, probably. Yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> well, now there's a few African American quarterbacks, but yeah. not many in yeah. history, right? And yeah, there's no. been a few that they tried to push as though they were franchise worthy, and they weren't over the years. Mm-hmm. So, you know, this just, uh, you know, we just don't need this kind of crap because professional sports like the NBA and the NFL in particular, and maybe even baseball as well, you know, it has been just, uh, you know, one of uh, that, like in Hollywood, Hollywood has just been such an opportunity. No, in no other country in the world could a Rashawn Mendenhall or whatever his name is rise to that level of fame and fortune. No other country in the world. What other talents did this man have? He made it to the top of professional sports, made it to the show, got a ring, and he still got something to complain about. We have a saying in the South. There's some people that would complain if they had a ham under each arm. And that's this guy. He's probably bitter that he's not a commentator. But he doesn't, have, be. he doesn't have what it takes to be one. Yeah. Could, maybe that's what it is. He went on to say, I'm just simply tired after after there he had to, after he got some pushback. I'm simply tired of being berated by people who aren't experts in the game. We just pretend like I'm the only athlete tired of fans talking trash. You disupset over single tweet. You know, he's got bigger problems than his racism. It, he he can't even speak the English language. Okay. I don't even understand what this this person is talking about. Maybe he's still playing. If so, he's well into in the Maybe I thought he retired from another team. Anyway, there's my thoughts on that. Just another reminder why I'm not playing anymore. Uh, well, playing. <laughs> the Bulldog takes why the I'm field. Not, 
<laughs> Why I'm not watching the NFL anymore. All right, we are going to visit this Chick-fil-A story next hour. I didn't have time to get into it, uh, but come on back. Wait till you hear what they're trying to do to Chick-fil-A. Stay tuned. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 